Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. In five, four, there we go, three, two, and one, and welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards joining us today, folks. We have the co-founder of Healthy. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Dan Green. Dan, how you doing today? Great. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you, sir, for coming on the show today. Helpsy is a, an impact award-winning brand that we have here on the Realtors Podcast today. Dan, that's really my first question. Was that the intention of Helpsy and, and its founding, its origin, to really uh, save clothes that could be used and, and passed on through future generations? What was the origin story for Helpsy? Yeah, my best friends and I decided to start Helpsy to solve meaningful problems. You know, whatever business we decided to get into, we wanted to use it to create honorable work, especially for folks who perceive, you know, more limited career options. We were lucky uh, to see an opportunity to build a large scale clothing collection resale business, uh, which, you know, naturally is, is very mission aligned. You know, the better we do at, at Helpsy in following our mission to keep clothes out of the trash, um, you know, the more honorable work we create and, uh, uh, the better our environmental impact. Um, you know, we really view ourselves as, uh, facilitating the circular economy and enabling, uh, consumers to choose, you know, to make the right choice, which is to choose used rather than new. Dan, was there some inspiration behind this business concept? Uh, was it one of you who were like, man, I'm moving right now and I just find myself throwing away clothes 
in the trash or was it another business concept? How did this idea come about? So actually, you know, we, we had, the three of us had reached points in our career where we felt like uh, we had an opportunity to make a change and, and do something that we felt was personally more meaningful and more aligned with our values. Um, and we were looking for businesses to buy um, because we wanted to create a successful enterprise that, that kind of treated its employees very well. Uh, and we were lucky that one of the businesses we looked at um, and, you know, we've, we've ended up buying 10 of these businesses um, was in clothing collection. And that was really the, you know, that was a lucky break for us to find something that uh, lines up so well with our own values around the environment and around how to treat our workers and our communities. And so how many pounds of clothes, if you have a number for me, go into landfills each year, just wasted right in the landfills? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just about 100 pounds a person per year uh, per the EPA. Um, now, their, their data is always a couple of years behind, and the number, unfortunately, is growing on a per capita basis. Um, but if you think about 100 pounds per year, you're talking about you know, 16, 17 million tons per year. Um, the U.S. is uh, on a per capita basis, you know, seems to be the the worst offender as far as throwing away clothes, um, which creates a huge opportunity for folks like Helpsy to uh, try to get in the way of the landfill and compete with the landfill. In terms of carbon emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, uh, and just pollution overall, I want to say the clothing industry is like two or three, which is not really a place you want to be if you're them. Um, help me understand uh, really the impact you know, organizations like yours can have across the board if everyone were to recycle their clothes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. You know, it's the fastest growing uh, waste stream in the U.S. in terms of kind of pounds thrown away. Um, I would argue it's the most valuable waste stream uh, in terms of untapped value. Um, and in terms of greenhouse gas emissions, you know, clothes are very diverse, right? So um, there's not really a good rule of thumb as far as, um, you know, the emissions associated with, with creating and distributing an item of clothing. Um, but, you know, there is, there's a fair number of studies out there. And um, we think that one of the most impactful decisions a consumer can make, and really a very easy one uh, from a financial perspective and um, from a lifestyle perspective, is to choose used first. You know, um, the, when you think about your personal emissions and you uh, look at the calculators that are available to you, most of those really are... Um, around your own kind of utility use in your house and, and transportation. Um, they don't really typically get into your consumption of goods. Um, and clothing is a highly resource intensive, um, and not just, not just in terms of carbon emissions, but a highly resource intensive activity. And um, I think if people stop and, and think about clothes the way they think about other things, uh, you know, you wouldn't buy a car every year and throw it away. Right. And you wouldn't turn up your nose at buying a used car. Right. Uh, but clothing has been uh, aggressively marketed as a disposable, you know, <clears throat> single use commodity. Uh, and that is something that we are um, we're aggressively trying to fight. Interesting. And so for the viewers out there, they're like, oh, interesting. This is this is a model where, you know, their intention is to really reduce the waste that's out there. But they've created a business model around this. And, you know, as the saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure tell me a little bit more about the actual model 
that you guys use, <clears throat> um, how you're collecting clothes, how you're selling them. Of course, I'm a customer of Helpsy. I go there uh, to find uh, some some clothes, or some as I, as I call them these days, come ups. Uh, Dan, uh, I'll go there to check out some some for some clothes. But tell me a little bit more about the model and how someone can also uh, get involved. Sure. Yeah, the folks doing the really hard work, and and they've been doing this for a long time, are people who uh, run thrift and consignment stores, uh, people who have built their own businesses uh, selling used clothing online on on platforms like eBay and Poshmark. Um, and our role really is to support those people, right? So we go out there with our fleet of trucks and our data behind that, uh, and we efficiently collect clothing. Um, from consumers, uh, both at drop-off points um, and from their homes, and from thrift stores, from clothing drives, uh, from charities, from municipalities. Um, and then we make those clothes available, uh, either clothes that we've sorted or clothes that we haven't looked at at all. We make them available to folks who um, you know, typically have retail operations in the U.S. and overseas. Um, and so one of the problems that we are trying to address is if you walk in, into a, a given thrift or consignment store, they may not have what you want in your size because they don't really control their inventory. So Helpsy is making it feasible for, um, for secondhand stores to manage their inventory and use our, our inventory, our pricing data, and our supplies to, to provide the brands that um, their customers are likely to want. And that, you know, that helps reduce waste uh, at the at the thrift store level as well as at the consumer level. Right. Absolutely. Um, and Dan, for for the leaders listening out there, could you maybe describe the, the stage you're currently in? You know, Helpsy has experienced some growth over time. You know, their their website's been changing uh, as of late. Uh, you guys are always improving and trying to to enhance the the process of the, for the for the customer journey. Tell me a little bit more about the stage that you're currently in and what you're experiencing. Yeah, so Helpsy has been growing very rapidly. Um, you know, you know, last year we attempted to move aggressively into um, selling single items online, uh, and that was that was a mistake. Um, you know, there are folks that are doing that very well now, uh, and we now view our role as supplying those folks and supplying uh, the stores. So Helpsy has three lines of business. Um, we have a collection business, which um, funds you know, well over a thousand uh, landlords and charities um, and supplies the clothing. Uh, we have a trading business where we buy from other collectors as well as um, from scores of thrift stores who buy the goods that they can't sell. Um, and then we have a uh, business called Helpsy Source, which um, has a pretty robust uh, e-commerce business at helpsysource.com uh, where folks can buy clothing and related items um, on, uh, on kind of a micro wholesale basis. You know, typically someone will buy 400 or 800 items of brands that they know that they can sell. Um, and, you know, we have a, uh, our own algorithm that we use to, um, you know, sort clothes into, into brands and price them effectively so that the resellers um, can, can sell them effectively. Um, so our, our business has, you know, has been growing at a pretty rapid rate. Uh, we are, uh, I, I think like a lot of people, um, you know, focused on making sure that our growth is sustainable, right? Um, and it's not just kind of growth for growth's sake. Um, because our mission is to, you know, keep clothes out of the trash, 
uh, provide honorable employment and earn growing profits, right? We need to do all three of those things to have them be mutually reinforcing. Um, so this year we are, um, we're still growing, uh, still growing double digits, but we're not, we're not really growing triple digits this year. Yeah. I like, I like how you view your growth, um, and, and, and how each of those factors are, are very reinforcing. If you were to describe for, you know, the layman out there listening to this, you know, what have been some of the core factors that have attributed to this rise in growth that really got you off the ground? What would those be? Yeah, I think that um, a really big factor is that our mission is highly attractive to our employees, right? So we've been able to assemble a team of people um, who are passionate and driven and work hard every day to make help see a success. Um, and those people bring the ideas um, and bring the contacts and bring the sales plans uh, and bring the elbow grease that makes the, makes this work. Right. So I think we have a, a an exceptional team um, who are, you know, probably could have uh, opportunities to work in other places, um, but choose to be with help. you know, I, I think in large part because they identify with our mission. Um, we also frankly benefit from a big cultural shift that's ongoing where um, more and more people think that the ethical thing to do is to buy used. Right. And, um, you know, and some people might think of it in, in ethical terms like I do, or some people might just think of it in, in terms of fashion. Right. Um, I think with the rise of uh, kind of hyper fast fashion um, it's not difficult for, for people of kind of average uh, means to, um, you know, buy new clothes every week, but those clothes look like everybody else's clothes. If you want to be unique, if you want to send a message, if you want to live your values, you have to put in the extra effort uh, to buy used. You don't necessarily have to spend extra money, but you have to, you know, spend some more time searching online, spend some more time in your local secondhand stores. Um, but when you do that, and I think an increasing chunk of our, of our population is doing that, uh, you end up with clothes that mean something and you feel good about. Hmm. You know, I, I like what you're talking about, the cultural shift. Uh, I couldn't believe my eyes when I went back home to my girlfriend's place, and she's got younger brothers in high school, and for their school shopping, they went to thrift stores. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I don't know it's, if this, hey, is this a fad or is this something that's going on, but no, like everyone's trying, like this is the style now. It's, of course, everyone's purchased retro kind of stuff these days, but it's not all just retro clothes. I want to just label one category of clothes, but a lot of consumers uh, these days are are making that shift. And, and Dan, if I'm hearing you right, um, you're attributing that to uh, conscious consumerism or is it more style? Sorry, I think my camera just uh, gave up the ghost for a minute here. Sorry. Um, I'm still here. Um, and my last name is Green, so this is this is still as close as you can get. <laughs> Dan Green, um, everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I I hope that it's a longer term trend. Um, you know, it's been going on for for several years, right? Um, you know, when I moved out in 2015, uh, our town had a number of secondhand stores that were not doing well, right? Um, now that town has twice as many stores, and they are rocking and rolling, right? Um, you know, thrift stores have been able to raise their prices. Um, I think that's a good thing because as thrift stores are able to raise their prices, 
and make more money that encourages more people to open more thrift stores, right? And make more clothes available to people, right? Um, and as that demand from thrift stores grows, that enables people like Helpsy <clears throat> to go out and collect more clothes, right? Because collecting clothes is, is difficult and um, complicated. You know, this is not a waste stream that municipalities by and large handle, right? They kind of ignore this. Um, and so Helpsy needs to step in and, um, you know, motivate the community to keep their clothes out of the trash, right? So to do that, we need to get paid, right? Um, and when thrift stores in the US and overseas are making money uh, and are seeing more customers flow in the door and are getting more and more interested in using uh, more modern kind of data science to figure out what clothes they should put out on the floor, right? Um, that, that really benefits us uh, and it benefits the other collection companies. You know, I, I don't call the other collection companies our competitors because I think we're all in this together competing against apathy and competing against the landfill. Mm. You know, of the clothes in the US, there's various estimates, but you know, the, the EPA estimate is that about 15%, uh, that's one five, not five zero, fifteen percent of the clothes that get discarded each year end up back into the system, uh, meaning into a thrift store or a collection company, right? But 85% go right in the trash. Uh, and that's much, much worse than the numbers for, you know, aluminum, paper, plastic, whatever, right? So this is a this is a problem that needs to be solved. It needs to be solved at scale. Um, it's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of data. Uh, it's going to take a lot of organization. Um, but it's a process which pays for itself, right? Um, you know, and so I, I think the the opportunity here is tremendous, uh, there are a lot of folks in our industry doing a lot of good work, um, but all of us collectively are only getting 15%, you know? Uh, and so I think the, the industry in the country is, is failing at this point to, um, to kind of keep up with the flood of clothing discards. And it's our job to, uh, you know, help educate consumers and give them opportunities to buy used, to dispose of their clothes responsibly, um, and to think about the impact of their consumption decisions. You know, Dan, I asked you about growth. You, you mentioned team and cultural shift uh, as, as two main factors that have led to this growth. Uh, if that's the case, where are you spending most of your time right now? Yeah, so, you know, I, I embrace the role of, you know, kind of servant leadership, right? There's no job at Helpsy that I haven't done and I'm not happy to do, right? Um, and I think a lot of my job is to keep the organization uh, pointed at our values, right? Um, and keep us focused on the mission, right? Because the mission, um, you know, involves financial viability, involves treating our employees with respect, involves choosing and soliciting, um, you know, our suppliers and our customers, uh, to be folks that are consistent with our mission, right? Um, and that alignment clarifies a lot of strategic decision-making. Uh, it really eliminates a lot of potential conflicts of interest, right? Um, it allows us to have, you know, positive relationships with our communities uh, and with other companies that are trying to do similar things, what Helpsy's doing. Um, you know, because we don't, we don't view ourselves as kind of just out there to make a buck, right? We view ourselves as, uh, trying to solve a larger problem. Um, and, you know, we we would view clothing consumption as, you know, the car is going down the road, 80 miles an hour, the wrong direction, right? Mm -hmm. 
our job is not to turn the car around, right? Our job is to pump the brakes um, and to make this problem more manageable um, for the, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people in the country who uh, are in the secondhand industry and are, um, you know, doing the hard work at the retail level to make the, the right clothes available to the right folks. In terms of your incentives, uh, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear here. Are you incentivizing employees based on specific metrics? Let's say, you know, clothes captured, um, pounds captured, uh, things like this. Or are you incentivizing them, um, you know, on a monetary value um, that to achieve, you know, profitability? It seems like this is an organization that's, you know, uh, profitability is, is more of a byproduct of of the mission. I just wanted to. No, like take me inside the company. Where are those incentives that are, are really working for you all? That's a great question. And that's uh, something I'm very passionate about. It was a big part of why we wanted to buy businesses rather than kind of take a slower route and start businesses, right? Um, <clears throat> I believe very strongly that people respond to incentives and that the incentives and the work environment that they're in have a huge impact on their life and the life of, you know, of their loved ones, Right. Um, and it's our job to put people in positions to succeed or potentially to fail, right? And so Helpsy is a um, is a difficult place to work. Like the jobs are the jobs are demanding. Uh, the pay, particularly for for blue collar folks, is is higher potentially than they could earn somewhere else. Um, and I think the level of respect and the expectations that they're given are are pretty high, right? So um, our drivers. Uh, earn hourly wages, but also get paid for every pound that they bring into us, right? Um, our salespeople get paid based on our expectations of the sources that they bring to us, you know, clothing collection sites or, or thrift stores or whatnot. Um, our sorting folks um, get paid on the speed and accuracy with which they sort. Um, and, you know, they're they're using the app that we built to sort clothes rather than than kind of simply their own judgment. Uh, so things are a lot more measurable. Mm-hmm. Um, our fulfillment staff uh, is is compensated on the throughput and the speed and accuracy of of orders that go out, right? Um, and then our management team, um, you know, is is more compensated based on financial metrics, right? Um, so people, we what we try to do is give people um, give people targets that they have a lot of influence on, right? Uh, and and try to be fair to everybody because you know, there are people in roles where um, you know they are they're more of a support function and they're not you know they're not necessarily out there kind of like selling clothes right so we want to be fair to everybody um, uh, all of our employees are owners of the company through our stock option plan um, that's very important to us um, and you know we feel a, a heavy responsibility to those folks to make sure that, um, you know, their stakes in the company are, are valuable um, and that this is part of what uh, gets people and their families into a, you know, maybe a, a more sustainable economic uh, status. Well, Dan, thank you so much for going in depth into your organization. I really do appreciate you coming on the Reallyers podcast and all of this. What is your definition? of a real leader? So a real leader does everything they can to keep their business focused on the mission, right? This involves what I was saying earlier about recruiting employees, customers, and suppliers that are consistent with the mission. Um, but a lot of it 
you know, is, is about keeping the mission and the organization first and the leader's own, uh, you know, desires very much secondary, right? So Helpsy is built on finding value in things that are overlooked or discarded, right? And it's also, and a lot of times built on finding people whose skills have been overlooked or discarded, right? And that all makes servant leadership a natural style for me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything we, everything that our workers are asked to do, much of which is difficult, right, or messy, right? Um, yeah, we're talking about used items, right? And and some of this stuff is not uh, does not come to us in ways that are pristine, right? Um, we ask people to do difficult things. We, I've done all these things, right? And I continue to do these things. The other uh, leaders in the organization get their hands dirty on a regular basis. Um, and I think that walking the walk, showing respect, um, and always thinking about what is best for our mission uh, is, is the way to, that, to be a real leader. And, and it brings me a lot of joy. Powerful message from Mr. Dan Green. I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, stay focused on the mission, and always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Hey, Releaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Releaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.